Welcome to the Better Together Life podcast. This is the podcast for the suburban family who wants to quit the rat race and return to the land. I can. Do you want to give me some coffee? Check, check one. It's, can you hear me? I'm rigging this thing up with like the old DVD burner. I don't even know wow. what that means, but it feels very much like the time when my parents would drive cross country. They'd turn our minivan seat around so that we had like benches facing each other and put a 13 inch TV with a VCR in it hooked up to an old school camcorder. Or maybe that was before the VCR TV. I think that was pre-VCR days. We just hooked up videos in the camcorder, rigged them, and watched them on a TV. And now I know why. Because my parents are like, road trips are better without fighting. They are. They load us up with snacks, do the VCR camcorder rig, and then we would watch like, McGee and me and Rescuers Down Under. So what Kelly's talking about is the fact that I just had to rig up a power supply because evidently in the 18 months, all of my rechargeable batteries are now dead. They well, won't recharge. Did you charge them? <laughs> I've been trying to charge them. I don't feel like them. they were just like magically synthesizing a charge. No, they, they, <laughs> they are just dead. They will not recharge after like a week of trying to do this. And something that you know, uh, our buddy Josh at Gander Flight, the, the Gander Flight YouTube cha- channel, he, he said, you know, we have this thought of rechargeable batteries just lasting forever, but, you know, you get like seven years out of them. That's not that bad. And then you, you they're not a forever purchase. Seven years? I mean, we've had these for... We've lost more rechargeable batteries in seven years. Then we have used one-time use batteries. So we are we have thirty minutes, probably more like twenty minutes before the our babysitter has to leave. I'm so we are this here. Coffee I, table. I know this Way is go, babe. so. What I was saying is before everything died, and we're just going to try to get as much content as we can for this. But the studio is not done. The studio, like we don't have the Nothing cool desk yet here is for done. the podcast. We don't have the air conditioner. There's a lot of things that are still undone, but it is, we can use it. It is awesome. So let's, so we're, let's not harp on the, the studio as much. Sure. Uh, of course, if you're, if you're following, finding us only on the podcast, if you want to see more stuff about our studio, it's all on YouTube and there's going to be more coming out, but let's talk about the homestead. That's Yay. the whole point of us doing all yeah. the whole shed to house everything was the point of us being a suburban family mm-hmm. that was able to quit the rat race and return to the land. Right. Returning to the land was the not necessarily part of the end game, the the final destination, but it it was a big goal for us to be able to do this because returning to the land for us means a whole lot. It means homeschooling our kids, raising our kids in a different environment. We got a lot going on. We have a lot of animals. We have a lot of projects. What is on your mind with the homestead? And we have 20 minutes 
to tell it. It's like unpacking a burrito. That is what talking about the homestead is like. Because we just kind of have this this canvas, right? We've got this giant tortilla of our property. And then we just keep adding like really great ingredients. So we have in the last 18 months established our home, right? Like we've finished out the home where we're living in this. This space is 80%, which is a whole nother conversation. Like a whole nother podcast is talking about the dance in the things that are unfinished, right? Because there's going to be a lot of people who wait for perfect things to happen before they execute anything. If we waited for perfect, that would just never happen. Back to a burrito analogy. So we have this great space, our property. We have built our home. We have built a garden, a whole stinking garden that we're going to actually eat from in a significant way this year. But that started with baby steps. We have raised chickens and processed chickens for the first time ever. Then we then we put those chickens in our freezer and now we're down to one. We have one chicken left in our freezer and currently there's a whole nother batch of 30 chickens waiting to grow out to do the same process again. That blows some, my mind. Along with some some roosters that we there are hatched some roosters that we're growing that are going to need to go to freezer camp a little early. That, I mean, and but they then, could go into the burrito. They could. They could. Oh my goodness, that'd be a good burrito. Uh, there, we've also done the same thing with pork. We raised three hogs. To so much of your anxiety and nervous breakdown, just the face of like in the face of fear doing things like not waiting for perfect doing things for the first time being willing to screw it up and just humble that we don't know what we don't know and raised three hogs harvested them we sent them off we didn't do it ourselves but we sold those not for a profit but to help cover our costs and then we decided to do it again because we just said hey this is who we are now like this is absolute blind obedience following the holy spirit to say what do we do next and then we just do that thing so the burrito gets loaded with stuff from the garden stuff from the chickens stuff from the pork and then the little lessons that are happening along the way of running or i guess working that patience muscle that is not required in the city it is not required to be patient, even for an Amazon package to come in two days. My goodness, you can just go to Target or you can go to the grocery store and pick it up. Here, we've got to be patient for a lot of stuff. That's spilled over into parenting. That's spilled hella over into our marriage. Like, we have grown in grace for each other in the last 18 months, like in a major way. Just respecting the strengths that each other has and i was gonna cry i am i always cry but i cry at everything i think respecting the strengths that we have in each other like i don't try and fix you even in the midst of you know sawing through our internet cable like i don't try and fix you and be like dude you need to tone it down just because i'm like you should have been more realistic like mistakes are gonna happen And at the same time, when I need to just stop what we had planned and go garden 
or I need to stop what we had planned and I just need to jump on the trampoline. Like you're cool with that because I think we've given ourselves margin to not be so hurried and bothered by the things in each other that we don't necessarily possess ourselves. And it's given me more respect for the strengths that you have and just how valuable they are to our family, to like your contribution to our community. Like there are just so many things. Our community. We found a community in the last 18 months. And that is a thing to rejoice over because when we moved here, it's very easy for me to draw like a timeline and be like, this was dry. This was bone dry. This was desert. This was God creating this opportunity for me to come out leaning on him. And then even more lesson for me to be like, oh, then when I'm out of the desert, do I really care about you? Like, God, do I really want you the way that I wanted you in the desert? And then you almost like long for that aching part of you. So I think there's like so much good in the last 18 months that has brought about a sweetness. And we did it all in the middle of like the world that as we know it, like our little American corner of the world combusting. It is right now as you're listening to this. an entirely different podcast to talk about what it looked like to be prepared for 2020 and not just that we had food in the freezer. Like what did it look like for our family to be prepared for 2020 in the preparation we did in 2015? I know. I, I do hate the fact that we did not do any podcasts during 2020. I don't know that we would have had the same perspective. There's just been so much with everything. And I love my wife and how you have just, how you got like emotional and like very, very just. In fairness, I get emotional over everything. But here you are, more here than in suburbia. I agree. I think I'm willing to give room for emotions here. And I was not able to give room for emotions in the suburbs. Well, Our and I was always, life was, was yeah. so different. I was... In the last two years there, I was always pulling you here. Yes. And, and I was literally giving life from my body to a human at every moment of our life for the last... Or I guess for the first like 2010 until 2017. So there was just never, even 2018, there was never a time where my body wasn't maxed out at survival. And I think I want to be wise not to just be like, oh my gosh, everything's roses. There's so much to work on on the property. There's so much to work on in ourselves I don't think anyone gets into homesteading thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be amazing at this. Everything is done with a little bit of fear, a ton of uh, not hesitation, but like almost like trepidation. Like, I don't really know if this is quicksand or solid ground. I'm just going to step onto it, right? Like there's a little bit of that in everything that you do, especially being first generation homesteaders. None, we didn't come even knowing like any more about gardening than like, hey, make sure you pluck off these bottom leaves of a tomato. Like that's all we knew 
before we got here. So there's been a lot of humility and undoing of pride and things that we knew were like, I know this, this is easy. This is part of the game that we play and you come here and it's just very rugged and uh, no mold is cast. You just have to take those steps. So I think being here in the last 18 months has has wrecked everything for us in in the way of like knowing what we're doing or having pride about what we're doing. We can have pride in the process, but there's really no room for bragging or like being like, I'm amazing. It's just like, oh no, I have no clue what's going on and we're just going to be vulnerable about that. The messages that come in though about, hey, thanks for sharing that because I didn't know this or thanks for being very honest about the struggles I think make a lifestyle whatever that lifestyle looks like of opting out of the rat race or opting out of the 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 culture of being busy and glorifying that I think that gives access to people when they see or they hear someone consistently just saying what's the most important thing here what's my highest priority and then giving yourself to those highest priorities. When we lived in the city, it was just surviving because I was so wiped and exhausted from the demands of our life, either schedule or children. And now we've created margins so that, yes, those children are still needy. And yes, we do still keep a schedule, but the demands on that schedule are very different because we've honed in on our priorities and we're not so distracted by things that might be more important. Being in spring has been evident to us to see, oh no, spring is super demanding when you live on a homestead. And then we stop trying to fight the other things that are good things, right? Like scheduling time with people is a good thing, but we have to be more selective about what time we offer up to people or even what we do in that time. Like, hey, you want to come and help us move chickens? Cool. Get out here. Uh, We cannot come to your backyard barbecue because we've got to set up for a pig, right? Like we can't do all of the things. Did we miss a backyard barbecue? I think we did miss something similar to that. Um, And that was not bad. Justin Rhodes says that. He was like, the homesteading life can be very isolating. But if that's you and you're listening to this, um, let us know if you feel that way. Because I think we've got a lot of resources, not only in the last 18 months, but in the last six years of pursuing this totally different lifestyle of simple living on purpose because we've had to find the community and the community really is rising up. So whether they're people that you just find online and you connect on a personal level, this is what you invest into it. So sometimes that investment looks like just reaching out to a stranger and saying, hey, I know nothing about rainwater harvesting. Can you tell me more or point me to the direction of some resources? I really appreciate your content. And then that person gets a connection with you. And then you meet them at the Homesteaders of America conference. Or you just connect via a Marco Polo later. Like we've found amazing friends who desire this opting out of busyness and opting out of what just seems normal, but we don't actually enjoy, right? So that's been fantastic as well. Like real life community here 
in our area, but then online community of true friendships that have been amazing. And Justin said, this life can be isolating, but we don't have to stay there. We can find the people who are like-minded and are encouraging and want the community over the competition. That's there. And I think we've found that for sure in the last year or so where we've been able to say, you are where I want to be. What would you tell the you of five years ago? Did you just ask me a question? No. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I love you so much. No, I love you. I, well, I, I think that this is, I think I, I now know what the title is going to be mm. for this. We're back. A purging of emotions. Uh, I think <laughs> I, a catharsis, like, I think that this is Kelly of like, and she's I'm like. packing my feelings. Kelly needed a mic just to get a lot of stuff oh. going. I love it. I love it. Why do you know me? So let's, we have like, what, probably two minutes left. So let's bounce off really fast. Let's do uh, less purging of the emotions and more bullet points of like, what are the things that you're excited about with, and we're going to interrupt each other back and forth of a thing. So things that I can think of is, of course, we're going to be talking about meat production. We're going to be talking about uh, raising, you know, at least one or two feeder pigs. We're going to be talking about our new Idaho pasture pig uh, boar. Bill. Bill, this cutest little pig. We're going to be talking about uh, raising meat chickens. I think uh, we're going to talk about the harvest, like how to make the most of the harvest and some resources that are helping us do that because obviously we do not know what we're doing out of our own just knowledge. We're there's acquiring a big it. canning community yes, out there that, that we can talk about some canning. That's fantastic this year. We're going to talk about income from the homestead. Well, I think that, that is, I think we're going to talk about our story. Yeah. About a suburban family. That's one talk. Mm-hmm. Found a way to quit the rat race. That's another talk. And return of the land. That's another talk. So you're talking about mm-hmm. income on the homestead. I think that's I think a lot of people want to know how to quit the rat race. Yeah, so that also lends to mindset. So what does it look like to to honor that like shifting of idea, right? Here's the world I see around me and nothing that I I want is reflected in that. But what do I do with that feeling? So how does the mindset and surrounding yourself with voices that align with what you're called to and then being crazy enough to step out into it, that's a whole nother conversation. And I hope that in this session of podcasts that we have some interviews with people who can really speak to that because everybody's story is so different. Even the way people garden is not the same. The way people um, house and raise their animals, not the same. But there are so many different stories that really will show you how you can own that. So I think mindset is something and in, in taking action from that. I think we'll probably talk a little bit about tiny house living, shed to house stuff. Preparedness. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, I think we'll probably unpack some more things about 2020 where if there's a group that still think that things are crazy and there's a group that thinks that it was way overblown, I think you could probably pick out which one we are. Um, and then everything, all the political, I, I, I don't, I'm not afraid to get yeah. a little bit of political and a little bit about financials of, 
yeah, that, I think that we we're talk- forced in a way to do something different with our money that our grandparents never had that responsibility to do with all of this money. There is a for real shift that happened in 2020 and it had nothing to do with a virus. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I wonder what we'll title that. <laughs> I know. So so we'll, 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 don't go into details. We got... Uh, Can we talk, talk about food storage? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah that's I think something. that's the preparedness. Um, let's talk about the dream. Like this getting a dairy cow is a very long process. It is. If you're, if you're only here on the podcast and you missed the video, I think it's something titled like she went to North Carolina and came back wanting a dairy cow. Kelly was able to have a nice uh, weekend. I made cheese. You did. I made cheese. With uh, with Rebecca Rhodes, Meg Holler. Yep. Jess. Like all of these amazing women. And she she came back talking with Brie of like, Brie basically said, hey, not- Kelly, you can do this. Yeah. Kelly, you can do this. And I felt like when she said that, it was like, you're speaking to my soul. I can do this, Brie. You're right. So there's a lot to be able to talk about. And I am. There are so many things. And I'm really looking forward to it. I think there'll be so many stories, too. Like, it's not going to be like this is a homeschooling podcast or a parenting podcast. But I think those moments are just so interwoven into homesteading with our family because we're family together. Like we garden together. We do the animals together. We plan our property together. And there's something interesting about carving out a home. So I would like to ask wherever you can get a hold of us, you can email us at bettertogetherlife at gmail.com. You can put in a comment over on YouTube. I don't know if the video is going to end up being on YouTube, on our main YouTube channel. Mm. I'm not sure what we'll do with that, but you can send us a DM on Instagram, wherever you would want. I am very curious of, do you like a single topic type of episode, or do you kind of like just the multiple things, like what is going on in our week? I think it will probably do that, kind of set like an agenda and have it be multiple different topics to talk about. I think that that's fun. But if, if it's more like just one single topic, and how do you feel, honey, about uh, doing it on Tuesday? I think we'll record on Tuesdays. And then to piggyback on what you just said, we want to take feedback because that helps us organize our thoughts. But in general, I think the plan is to create sort of a series. And that way, if you're not interested in the series, then you don't have to listen for four episodes or two episodes. But for the most part, we're going to go topical with just like life in there. And sometimes the topic might be like, okay, here was the process of creating this. And then, um, but we want to hear topics you guys are interested in. And then as that works into our, our storytelling, like that's what this is for. So this would entertain you and hopefully give you some inspiration, not to our own credit, just because we feel like that's what God's given us with this space. So we want to point you to resources. We want to give you practical tools. Um, and then obviously some story in the middle of that. That sounds great. Let's do it. Um, I just... Became the producer. Thanks. You did? Yeah. I love you. This is fun. I know you do. 
So you can find us at Better Together Life on Instagram or I'm Kelly at Better Together Wife on Instagram. You can also email us at bettertogetherlife at gmail.com and we'll see you on the next podcast.